1: Taking a look at the issues surrounding the health and well-being of our LGBTIQ communities, this is Well, 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 brought to you every week by Thorn Harbour Health. This is Well, 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 here on JOY 94.9 with Michael and Jacinta this week. Here on Well, 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 we delve into the issues impacting and surrounding the health and well-being of our gender, sex and sexually diverse communities, coming to you from JOY's Victorian Pride Centre studios. It is NAIDOC week this week, so we would of course like to acknowledge that we are recording on the lands of the Yellowkut Wilam clan of the Boon Wurrung peoples of the larger Kulin nations, and we would like to acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. This was, and always will be, Aboriginal land. Jacinta, hi. Hi, How Michael? are you going?
0: I'm good. I'm really looking forward to this week's episode and talking about NAIDOC week because there are different meanings behind it, but mm-hmm. I think... These days it is very much a celebration for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. So it's always wonderful to see everyone out in community and coming together. And this, week, this week's theme this year for 2022 is about getting up, standing up and showing up for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander communities who have been fighting for change always, forever. And we all need to remember how we can be involved in that and really push forward those First Nations voices in that fight for change. So NADOC explained the theme this year as it being about seeking proper environmental, cultural and heritage protections, constitutional change, comprehensive process of truth telling or working towards treaties or calling out racism. These are all things that we must do together. And the relationship between Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples and non-Indigenous Australians needs to be based on justice, equity, and the proper recognition of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples' rights. So for us here on Well, 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 this episode, we are reflecting on changemakers in the local LGBTIQA plus Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander communities here in Nam. Michael, do you want to tell us a bit about who will be joining us on tonight's episode?
1: Here on the program, um, we we will be joined by Ricky Spencer a uh, trans and disability community advocate and also co-facilitator of the relatively new black and queer yarning group that is facilitated uh, through us and our team at Thorn Harbour Health so that will be a fabulous conversation
0: yeah we love it and we can't wait for you to show up this night or quick by hanging out with us for the next hour and you can find out about what these fabulous people are doing for black queer communities
1: you're getting well, well, well with the team from Thorn Harbour Health.
0: Jacinta and Michael are here with Ricky Spencer, someone who is very special to us here at Thorn Harbour Health. Ricky is a peer facilitator volunteer with the peer education program, which we coordinate out of Health Promotion. So, Ricky is a very lovely person who creates really generous and nurturing spaces um, online and. You know, in person for our peers out there in community, and Ricky is joining us today to talk about a new peer group which has been running called Yarning Black and Queer, and it's well. I'll let Ricky tell you what it's all about. Ricky, would you like to introduce yourself?
2: Well, thank you, thank you so much, and what a fabulous um, days in in Melbourne, and you know, it's fabulous you know, being part of Nardauk Week. And, um, yeah, so um, what can I say? It's, um, I just want to acknowledge that, you know, I'm coming from Wurundjeri lands, um, unceded spaces. Um, And, yeah, so yarning something was something that uh, Peter and myself had in the works uh, for quite a long time. And we wanted to create a space where people can come together um, and But we wanted to do it in such a way that um, people can come into the safety of their own homes or whatever other spaces that they felt safe. And we wanted to do that in a way that we would have a national kind of audience. So we wanted to just, it to, to, didn't matter what geographical location you would be, but we would bring people together. And I guess a lot of it came from my own yeah, my own need to want to connect uh, to country and want to connect with other um, people who are uh, queer and black uh, throughout Australia. So we can kind of, yeah, just sort of thread through what is it like to have an identity that's um, uh, within the spaces of, um, you know, First Nations uh, identities.
0: Of course. So it's a group for queer black mobs and
2: Absolutely. Yes. Wonderful. And we do it once once a month, uh, which is on a Thursday, on the last Thursday of each month for one hour from six till seven. And it really sort of is... Um, the themes are whatever has happened during that period of time with people. Say so people wanted to talk about, you know, if there was an event that was occurring in their states or... Some other, uh, it might be learning about different uh, totems or artwork or song lines. Uh, we, we just take the time to allow people to have a voice to speak and we share ideas and each other. And, you know, we've already had, uh, I think we've had two sessions already and it's been, uh, you know, quite a success. We've already had people from um, New South Wales, uh, Victoria, of course, we've had. Uh, Northern Territory, so, yeah, we're quite dispersed. <laughs> oh, and Tasmania, of course, most of is Tasmania.
1: Yeah. Um, now, Yarning Black and Queer is obviously for queer mob. Now, when we're using the terms queer and mob, who, who does that mean? Who, who are these spaces kind of set up for?
2: Well, it's designed for anyone, um, for 18 and onwards, um anyone that identifies as first nations and, and whether you're from stolen generation or whether you've grown up on country and you identify as uh, lgbtiq brother boys or sister girls um so we, yeah we welcome everybody to come into that space and you can even if you're questioning and you're not sure you know come along because we love to you know to, to have you along and just to have a chat and help guide you but I think one of the strengths of our, um, uh, our program is that you've got two uh, co-facilitators. So we're there to kind of be with everybody and we're all learning from each other. You know, we, we, we have a platform where everybody has a voice. Everybody can, um, you know, not what you know, we're just there along the journey as well because we're learning as well. We're sharing our own experiences about our own lives and things that we've gone through in the past um supporting each other so that we all can heal together and just form a kind of strength unity where we can perhaps one day, you know, maybe we'll be able to catch up in spaces um whether you know, that might make occur because I know some people are catching up next year at World Pride in New South uh, in Sydney which is taking place. So yeah. we're all quite excited.
0: Yeah, and so you mentioned that you do have a co-facilitator, Peter Waples Crow, who sadly couldn't be with us today, but shout out to Peter, we hope that you're doing well and sending you lots of love. Um, So you and Peter, yeah, go for it.
2: Yeah, was so we're so excited to have Peter because you know he's an artist. You know, and an artist with a beautiful sense of, um, you know, threading through his artwork on dingo tokens, and a lot of people just love that because he really does give us an insight into, um, you know, looking through the lens of of real being connected with country, which it really helps um, a lot of us, um, you yeah, know, feel so. Yeah, spiritually yeah. there with all with each other.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's powerful. And, and both you and Peter have really interesting experiences that you can bring to the group and, and bring that sense of connection for all kinds of people to come through and, you know, find out what it's like being queer mob and connecting with community and connecting with each other. So it's really important. And I wanted to ask Ricky, what does it mean to have a space like this because have you been in other similar spaces or is this something that feels quite new?
2: It's unique in that um, it's a sense of cultural connection and a sense of safety where we can sort of meet up, you know, in in a space that allows us to talk freely about our own experiences of... um, Racism that we may have experienced in other in other settings, but also a sense of understanding what it's like to feel excluded in some spaces, but also celebrating our uniqueness and, and celebrating that it doesn't doesn't we all look different. We all come from different. Um, experiences and backgrounds but we have that common thread of um, we all have that deep deep spiritual connection to country we want to belong and you know we we want to create a community where we can all come together even if it's virtually to kind of support each other and that you know, we are a strong black community and that hopefully one day that we will have more spaces and this just sets, you know, this can develop into whatever organic space it can be. So we're hoping eventually one day that there'll be more facilitators will come from this and that we will, all sorts of things might possibly could come out of it, you know, producing artworks, producing um. All sorts of things, song lines, all sorts of wonderful things that, um, that I can't preempt because it depends whatever the group wants to bring and develop. So we kind of leave it each month to whatever's taking place and we let it um, just develop that way. So it's no sort of um, agenda. The agenda is for everybody to feel good and to to bring out the best in each other. So we really want to build resilience and to everybody to not feel isolated. So even if you live out in um, the Pilbara or whether you live in uh, Redford, uh, New South Wales, or whether you live in, um, dare I say, West Gray in Victoria, <laughs> uh, we're all connected together.
1: Yeah, um, and you've kind of touched on my my next question. And Jacinta was just asking around the importance of having this kind of culturally safe space. Um, how does making connections and support for queer mob make the community as a whole stronger and the individual, I guess?
2: Well, it, it's it's a sense of shared language in terms of what what we representation. You know, having people who perhaps um, have that sense of well, these are things that happened in the past. These are some of the things that we experience, And it's a way of connecting to communities that perhaps, you know, many of us don't have that or have, for some reason, not been allowed to have that because of circumstances beyond our control. So the uniqueness of it is coming into a space where there are no... Um, preconceptions, there are no one judges you, nobody asks you about your background, it's a space where we, we take everybody as they are, whatever you wish to disclose, you can disclose in a safe setting, and we work with them. And we work very much from a uh, very peer-focused, culturally sensitive practice that is um, There may be at times things that do bring up that are triggered, but we always uh, have supports available for people to um, check in if they need extra support. And the great thing with QLife and and other services that are available, it really gives that additional uh, support. Um, But all I can say from from what we've already um, found is that people really have Already have a sense of connection, and we're already building a community of friends. And friendship is so important in, in a queer black mob because that's what I guess the foundation and the cement of um, building our strength um, stronger and stronger.
0: Absolutely, Ricky is still here with us on the line talking about the Yarning Black and Queer group at Thorn Harbour Health, who. Ricky facilitates alongside Peter Waples Crow, one of our Thorn Harbour staff, and we wanted to ask you a bit more about how the project got started, Ricky, because I know mm-hmm. that you mentioned you and Peter were talking about this for quite a while, um, and mm-hmm. you know, planning how you would approach it. What was it like being involved in that process with Peter?
2: It was. Well, again, I I keep seeing the word organic. It was just something we felt we were waiting for the right time. And COVID kind of gave us that impetus to think, you know, I think the time was right. Previously, um, I think it's been about a year and a half in the making because we wanted to wait for that right opportunity. As you know, when COVID hit, Um, And the main goal at that stage was everyone to be vaccinated and to be safe. And we thought, well, we wanted to wait to a period of time when people just felt that they were kind of settled a bit uh, and wanted that sort of uh, sense of coming from, you know, after those messages of, of just feeling safe and uh, knowing what was happening around the environment. So we waited for that right time. But it was something that we just thought we knew at when the time would be right, We would we, it would come together. And it was all about thinking, you know, unlike, I guess, other groups, this one was so important to me, I know, especially because I really wanted to have a sense of, Anybody to come into that space from any locality, and it was so important because there is sometimes people say, "Oh, well, you know, physical space and people can chat and you know talk and face to face." But we've got to remember, for some people, it's not safe to come out, and even in Black queer spaces in some remote communities, uh, being a, a sister girl, a brother boy, it's not easy. And being trans has its um, own um, issues to deal with, and you know it's a process that can take quite a long time. And we know that coming online in a safe environment, where you don't necessarily have to have your uh, screen on, you know, and you could have an alias name if you choose, you know, to feel safe, safer. But the fact that you can be in a room full of authentic other people who have that sense of acceptance is quite powerful. And that's what we wanted to create. We wanted to create a a first space in Australia where people can come together around any part of the country, region, remote, uh, rural, uh, metropolitan, and just be together. And without any um, judgments, any kind of uh, scripted, uh, Curriculums or any mm. sort of, but just be able to talk to each other and just being able to share that language of this is who I am and I just want to belong. And it's okay to feel sad sometimes, but it's okay to also feel happy. And we all, you know, we're all lonely at some stages in our life and we all want to uh, meet, uh, make friends. So it, it's, a, I guess it's just come out of a, a, a type of need that many of us felt we were ready for, and we, we desperately wanted to have that. And we we're so fortunate enough that um, that Thorn Harbour Health were, were wanting to help create this space for us. So very, very privileged to to be involved in this, and it means so much to me.
1: Yep. Ricky, you've been talking about the, um, well, we've been talking about the kind of the robust connection that this this group provides and that that connection of belonging, especially for those people that are geographically displaced. But for you personally, what has this group meant in exploring your queer and black identity? Just for you
2: personally. Oh, for me, it's just a sense of finally just um, being in a space where people understand me. To to have someone to, to make to make what I call connections with with people that understand I never grew up on country so I never had that opportunity so I just feel accepted you know uh, I'm an older trans woman you know and I have disabilities and I have pale skin and um, to meet another person I met Beautiful um, person in New South Wales with a similar uh, situation to myself. It, it's given me a sense of, oh God, I'm not the only one. There are other people like me, and it's it's incredible. Um, I guess I've involved in so many other spaces, but uh, every time that hour is for me magical. Um, I don't even see the clock move because it's as though in that one hour we're kind of there physically and that's really, I've never experienced that before where you can be geographically uh, isolated or dispersed but for some reason in that hour it's as though we're all in the same room um, and we feel beloved with each other And it's just incredible. It's just so incredible. I don't think I have words to describe it because it comes from a real deep um, sense of healing. And I think perhaps that's the word I'm thinking of. Um, And I didn't really want to go to that space to talk about. But it really, it is that. It is healing. And it's all about finding others like yourself who get that. And we just talk about different resources, you know, um, if, even things like clothes we like to wear through to, for some of us, we talk about, you know, connecting, finding, you know, where to find family, where to find, you know, communities, how to go about it. So it becomes, yeah, it becomes so rich with um, so much information that you really feel so after that whole hour you know we could talk for hours and hours but we wanted to focus it just on that one hour because we feel that it allows we want to be able to get more and more people through each week without feeling um you, you know it's just having that one hour i think is incredible because it does set us I uh, said that everyone looks forward to it and um, it's a highlight of everyone's month
0: mm-hmm. it sounds like a very powerful experience to be involved in and being a part of that does it make things like NIDOC week even more special to you do you feel like there's you know more things to celebrate and reflect on and connect to your healing journey
2: yeah, absolutely, but it, it sort of brings it back to that—that that it's like having an, a a family to kind of understand what it what we're all going through, and you know we're all different as I mentioned earlier on. You know we've got someone who's there who uses Auslan, and we've got some you know people from different states, but the thing we all have in common is we we all love sharing our sense of. Who we are, and just for that that one hour is just yeah, it's as though it's like being in one room where we're all sitting around, sharing some food together, and we're connecting and we're celebrating that you know being queer. It's a good thing, you know. It's an it's a it's a natural thing for us, and yeah, and it's like. It doesn't matter how old you are, what size you are, uh, all of those things become don't don't count. It's it's as though we're talking to each other through each other's inner souls, and that's something that I think is very rare that you can get in a group. So there's no power struggles, there's no um conflict, um it's just a sense of feeling good, being safe. And yeah, it's it's for me it's almost like when you're having a nice um bubble bath or you're having, you know, you go into a nice comfortable bed and you just get nice and warm. That's what it feels like. I I
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, if queer mob are looking to get involved with the um uh, with the Yarning Group, how do people connect with uh, the group?
2: Mm, it's a
1: great question.
2: Um, that's again, it's you know through Thorn Harbour Health. So it's a matter of just googling um, Thorn Harbour Health, and then there's a, a subsection there. I think it's um, resources, and there's peer education and then there's a link there and you know once a month you know once a month and the other thing i should say too it's all very safe and secure so if anyone is worried about their information it is a it is a very private space we make sure that people are screened in terms of saying who they are in terms of so we don't get anyone that that shouldn't be in that space or misrepresenting themselves so it is very much a very secured space. We then also have a, a private closed Facebook that we can share information with as well. So it, it's, and then you, we send you out a link that you get a link a few days beforehand. So it's all very secure, um, you know, and you can sign up for free Zoom account. So Zoom, as we know, it's, um, you can download that app. You can do it on your telephone. Um, you can do it on your laptop, whatever device that you're comfortable in. And again, it's it's you know you don't have to say much. You just just you know just we just do a greeting, and then people can just sit quietly and just listen and feel connected. And that's what's so incredible about it is there's just no expectations um, or pressure. It's just connecting and having a sense of being, you know, being in in a where people just support each other and help each other heal
0: absolutely well i hope that some more queer mob are able to join yourself ricky at the next session at the end of july and for you know the months ongoing because it's a powerful space and i'm sure that it will be there for a very long time thank you so yeah. much ricky for joining us today really appreciate you coming on and talking to us this night or
2: And thank you so much for having me and for everybody listening. Stay safe, stay well, and love each other. Thank you.
1: You're getting Well, Well, Well with the team from Thorn Harbour Health. That is time to wrap on another episode of Well, Well, Well. Um, Thank you, Jacinta, for joining me this evening. It's been fabulous to have you in the studio with me.
0: Yeah, it's been a pleasure, Michael.
1: And thank you, of course, to our wonderful guests. Uh, We hope you continue to have a great NADOC week. If you want to listen to tonight's show again, it will be on the podcast page. Just head to joy.org.au forward slash well, 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 where you can listen to and find all of our previous podcasts and find links to the information we discussed. Um, and just quickly, a couple of those things were, of course, Yarning Black and Queer, which we'll have a link to in the podcast notes, um, Kuri Pride Victoria, of course, uh, NIDOC.org.au for the overarching NIDOC celebrations, calendars, what's going on in your local area. Um, and of course, queer stories, which we'll have a link uh, to um, on in the podcast notes as well. And don't forget, if there's a topic you'd love for us to cover please do get in touch by emailing us well 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 at joy.org.au uh, and once again we would like to of course acknowledge that we are working producing a recording on the lands of the Yallakut Wheelam clan of the Boon Wurrung peoples and of the larger Kulin nation and of course acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded and this of course is always will be aboriginal land
0: We'd also like to give a shout out to the Rethink the Drink launch, which is on next week in Melbourne and everyone is welcome to attend. The Couldn't Have Done That With a Hangover campaign is aimed at empowering LGBTIQ plus women to be the best versions of themselves. Working with local sporting clubs, including the Fitzroy Football Club, Darabin Falcons, and the Victorian Roller Derby League, the Clamswater Ballet Squad, and Queer Sporting Alliance, this campaign delivers a series of inspiring stories of LGBTIQ plus women doing what they love. The launch event is on next Thursday, 14th of July, from 6 to 8 p.m. here at the Victorian Pride Centre, and it will be featuring comedian Kirsty Webbeck and AFLW superstar Tilly Lucas-Rodd. There will be food and drinks, so make sure you go to the Thorn Harbour Health website to RSVP and you can come and meet some local stars while celebrating an important community campaign. We hope to see you there.
1: We do indeed. That's us done for another episode of Well, Well, Well. uh, Here on Joy 94.9, Jacinda, it's been fabulous and we will uh, see our lovely community next week. We'll see you out there. Thanks for listening to Well, 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 your show for LGBTIQ health and well-being. Presented by Joy sponsor, Thorn Harbour Health. For more on these topics and much more, check out Thorn Harbour on social media at Thorn Harbour or via the website, thornharbour.org.
0: This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024.